And did you see Mr. Musk around? I know he's infamous for even sleeping there. Was he a presence or was that just another whole world? Or are you bound by NDAs to even say anything? Are we destroying this tape? (laughs) I don't know. That's hilarious. visitor. I was blessed to be able to present at One Million Cups today, and a new friend I met at the End Motion event a couple weeks back showed up. I, I didn't think you'd be able to make it, but thank you so much for coming by. Absolutely, Tony, you're good people. <laughs> so I had to make my way out. Yes, and that was unexpected and great, and we're sitting here after the presentation down at Millwork Commons with Mansa Latham. Yes, sir. Why don't you tell us about the event and what happened at the End Motion thing where we met a few weeks back? Yeah, absolutely. A little bit about my story. I know there's Aurora, Nebraska, but I'm actually from Aurora, Illinois. Okay. So about east, about seven hours. But a little bit about my background. I'm usually human resources in the room. My background is HR. I've gotten to work for some awesome organizations like Intel, Tesla, Poshmark. And then I went into HR consulting. Cream of the Um, crop companies and brands. So this is the man right here. We're lucky to have a little time with him. Amazing brands. I got to see human resources done in a lot of different ways and set out on a mission to digitize it. I started building out my own HR tech platform. Then an opportunity came along for me to enroll in In Motion Venture Studio out of Lincoln, Nebraska. And that's been taking me between Lincoln and Omaha. And that's how we were able to cross paths and just happy that I was able to run into you again. Yeah. And it was a big honor for you that night. This was very exclusive. If you're not familiar with the not just Nebraska, but regional tech scene, forget that national, international and motion is the people you want to be in with for sure. And you were one of eight, is that? So originally it started out with about 89 different candidate applicants applied to the program. And we have for this current cohort, six founders. So five additional founders in addition to myself. And that's an incredible group to be in. And you're one of the stars of it and really happy for you and glad you came into our world. And when you make your first billion, just remember Tony, that's all we ask. Remember this podcast, remember Omapod. Tell us about the application process. Did you, and maybe you had some inside knowledge, I don't know. Did you think you had a good shot of getting in? Were, were there fears? Were you scared? Take us through your thought process during the application to get accepted to that. No, absolutely. The first thing that I just appreciate about life is that it's opportunities and decisions, and you don't really know what your opportunities are going to turn into, so just take advantage of everything. That's right. I'm a part of another venture capital group, and from that group, I just saw an advertisement for the In Motion Venture Studio. I just thought, why not? The yep. funny thing is that I was actually going on a family vacation to uh, Alaska at the time. Wow. And I got the callbacks to begin the interview process, and I'm on the cruise ship in Alaska needing to get prepared for these interviews and pitch on the cruise ship with the bad Wi-Fi, but we made it work. <laughs> there's, they're like, there's a whale out there. You're like, I'm busy. Absolutely. I got stuff to do. Exactly Leave me alone. that. And, but once I got back, the interview process continued. That's the first time I got to come out to Lincoln. And so essentially what they had us do, me and another 25 or so founder applicants, we got together and we had a power hour to end all power hours. Essentially what we needed to do, they put us in groups of three and we had to create a startup idea from scratch. 
get it online and try to turn revenue on it within the 60 minute window that they allowed us. And so yeah, make friends no fast, pressure. no pressure at all. Make friends fast, get it online, try to make a sale. And then at the end of the hour, essentially go up, pitch your startup idea and let everyone know how much money you made. It was a really interesting experience. And how did that go for you? Pretty well, obviously. Yeah, no complaints here, <laughs> for better or for worse. I was able to get through the process and I'm super excited to be a part of this program, particularly just because it brings me to Lincoln and Omaha, Nebraska, where from the outside looking in, you wouldn't think that there is this rich tech hub here. Yeah. But that is the case in the lovely community surrounding it. And so I've just been making friends, getting around and trying to make the best out of this opportunity. I'm from Aurora, Illinois. So as far as the dynamics of kind of a blue collar city, we are sister cities, so yeah. to speak. And so just to learn that secret sauce about what you all did to create this vibrant startup community, I definitely want to take notes, bring that blueprint back to Aurora. Yeah. And when we met that night and hit it off, I thought you, you have a very Nebraskan edge, understated, and but you have a lot of intelligence behind it and you don't necessarily flaunt it, but it's yeah. there. And I think that's a very Midwestern trait. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be a Lincolnite, but I'm like, I'm Lincoln-ish. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So it's rubbing off. And what do you make of Omaha and what you've seen and as you've been going around and working, how's the yeah. support system? What's the scene like? What are yeah. your, what's your take on it? Absolutely. No, I really do love the time I've been able to spend in Omaha so far. I know I mentioned I'm from Aurora, right outside of Chicago, but I've spent time in Miami. I've spent time in Manhattan, the Bay Area, Portland. And so truly, I can really put Omaha at or above all those places just because of the community and yeah. the identity that you all have. That for me is most important when you can come to a city and it has a vibrant camaraderie where we're all working towards the same goals. I have strengths. I have things I need to work on. My weaknesses could be your strengths. Let's put our superpowers together and see what we can come up with. So that's been my experience so far. I've only been here two weeks. Wow. Uh, the program is 16 weeks long, so I got a bit of ways to go. And so for me, it's just more opportunity to get ingrained in the community that y'all have here. Yeah, and it was great to have the whole End Motion team. I'm really honored to have them at my presentation today and had a lot of fun, had a blast. Absolutely. Uh, tell us a bit about Tesla. I know that's going to stick out mm -hmm. on the resume. What was that experience like? Tesla was a lot of fun. From a human resources standpoint, I know one thing that employees don't like is the performance review cycle and being graded. But that's essentially when you're working in an organization like a Tesla, you experience that every week, right? Yeah. Uh, I would work with our executive leadership team and when we had our weekly leadership meetings, the first thing we talked about was Tesla in the news. How do people see us from the outside looking yep. in? That was our weekly grade. But having come from Uber, I know a yes. little bit of that game. It's not always good, or mostly not good some weeks. Absolutely. But I really had a really great time at Tesla. You're working around a lot of really bright individuals working towards this impossible mission when you think about it, but it's always all hands on deck. And at the time when you have a founder who has a mission of you can't change the world on a nine to five, yep. it really gets you up to be the best version of yourself every day. So I really enjoyed that. One thing I can admire about a CEO, especially at his level, is that he did make time to come out to the employees, especially for our quarterly all hands meetings. He'd come out to those all hands meetings, obviously give an update in the state of the company, but then take questions. He would come out to the manufacturing location. So he's speaking with those frontline employees. I think that went a really long way towards building up that community.
community within Tesla. So, you know, kudos to Mr. Musper for pulling that off. And tell us what's your goal coming out of the 16 weeks? You're in week two. Has the goal changed, modified, radically changed? Where are you at right now as, as you are you just absorbing everything? Yeah, the goal is never going to change, right? The mission is build a billion dollar startup, right? So that's right. It's always all eyes on that billion. But the thing about this accelerator program that's different from most is most accelerator programs, you're going to be investing in a specific startup that might already be created. What's interesting about this accelerator program is it's really more investing in the founder. So they're investing in us to because they think that we have what it takes to build a billion dollar organization. So we actually don't even have startup ideas yet. We have ideas, but we're really going through the ideation process right now to truly be studying and analyzing problems that consumers have, that businesses have, so that we can then identify a solution and then work to be the category king of the solutions that we find. So that's something that was really interesting. It really piqued my interest and why I really wanted to be a part of this experience. And your fellow folks that are in there tell us a little bit about them what's your are you guys grinding this 20 hours a day is it a little more relaxed what's an average day for you i've definitely been putting in some 12 15 hour days so far the biggest thing right now is just investigating problems so in order to do that you need to speak to would-be consumers and subject matter experts and so just trying to go out get people in your calendar figure out innovative ways to get feedback and gain experiences That's what I've been doing so far. I love the team, the people that I have to work with. I really think of us as like the tech Avengers right now. (laughs) We're really trying to make it happen, each of our own superpowers. Which one are you? (laughs) Who am I? I I'm I'm tech net crawler. I don't know. I'm here, I'm there. I'm everywhere. Nobody really knows my origin story. Just making it up as I go along. We want sequels, though. We know that. We want the (laughs) Mansa Cinematic Universe, for sure. Absolutely. That's the beautiful thing about being a founder is we have people that are have tech backgrounds, have non-tech backgrounds, people that have had startups, exited startups, some that have never created a startup or exited a startup. So we have just a hodgepodge of different, different talent. Um, but the most important thing is that we have a really strong camaraderie. Uh, we truly are friends. We truly enjoy each other's time. And we're really going to be working together to help each other be successful. And that, that's what I really uh, value the most out of my, my, my cohort that I'm with this year. And what's the age range on the people? Is it varied or mostly younger folks? Yeah, that's funny. In regards to the accelerator program, historically, they've brought in a younger crop of founders. And so now they've been trying different things, different themes each year. So I can say that the average age of the founders, this cohort has been is higher than in previous cohorts and I think the idea behind that is we've seen more business we've perhaps experienced more success in business in different industries and so we can bring that institutional knowledge into this accelerator and hopefully we'll all be able to walk away with billion dollar organizations that's what we hope too and when you were growing up was this always the plan the thought what when you were going through your educational background was it always business focused entrepreneurial or more broad from a spiritual side i just wondered what does it take to create the best version of yourself And that was actually my biggest fear is I would see famous people on TV, like 
Michael Jordan and, and Oprah Winfrey and they, these great figures. And it seems like whenever you come across a, a great figure, they always had this horrible childhood, this horrible burden that they had to overcome. Yeah. I grew up in the western suburbs of, of Chicago, Aurora, Illinois. So I can't necessarily say there was a ton of plight <laughs> there for me. And I actually used to fear that I didn't experience enough plight in my life to be the best version or to figure out the best version of myself. And so I prayed for that. In comedy and the comedian world, there's that same thought of if you're not messed up as a kid you can't be funny sure. or if you're not depressed you can't be funny and it, all the damage that's caused when you think yeah. about it it's really holds people back holds yeah. us as a species back because you don't have to have yes. that horrible backstory I have a really strong faith now throughout my career as I mentioned before, I worked at a lot of different organizations in different cities, and I just feel like every single time it was about me coming forth, and my challenge was to enter a room, whether it be for managers, directors, vice presidents, founders, doctors, and then truly be seen as an equal, and truly be seen as someone whose opinion is valued, and I've been able to accomplish that within my career. And so for me, it truly sky's the limit. It really is about creating the future that you want to live. And I've been doing nothing but manifesting in my mind, building dollar organizations, working with the best talent, creating the best cultures, the best communities. And so hopefully in the near future, I'll be able to make all of that happen. Your opinion is always valued here and we're honored that you were able to take you. a little time and tell us about setbacks and how you overcame them. What were some crushing disappointments and how did you sure. grow from them? Absolutely. As you can imagine, in HR, I'm working with leaders within an organization, especially through all my consulting. And so the biggest thing that really comes that you experience at that level is your values, right? What are your values? What are your principles? And are you willing to bend or break your principles and your values to appease others? And so that's probably the biggest thing that I really have faced within my career. And I'm pleased to say that my principles and values are intact, even if it might have cost me opportunities, which otherwise might have been dream opportunities for myself or for someone else. But truly, it's just about maintaining a faith, maintaining a hope, leading with love in a meaningful way. And just really trying to show up, be the best version of myself and add as much value to the lives of other people as I possibly can. So then as you progressed, at what point did you start looking to the accelerator world or getting involved in that? What sparked that for you? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned before, I was doing a little bit of HR consulting, supporting small, medium-sized businesses, nonprofits, helping them fix their people problems, helping them build people strategies so they can truly be the best version of themselves as organizations. And then I got the idea to digitize human resources. And so I started building out an HR tech platform. And what I realized in speaking with developers is that a developer can create exactly what you want them to create, but you just have to be very specific about it, right? Yeah. Knowing that, I went back to the drawing board. I actually started working with a UX designer to really tie down the user experience. So essentially built out the entire platform through wireframes, was able to explain all the elements and what they meant. And then I was able to bring it back full circle to developers to start to build it out. And I built it out to a stage and then pause because I just realized when you start to think about scaling 
and trying to make a platform be the best version of itself, you don't want to build it in such a way where it can be difficult to pivot yes. off of what you've already built. So not wanting to shoot myself in the foot, not leading with a bravado where I had this tunnel vision. I said, all right, enough is enough. I think I got a good demo here to let most understand and see where I'm trying to get to. Let's take a milestone here, try to find a technical CTO. And so as I was on that search is when I came across this opportunity. And so I felt as though it'd be possible to knock out two birds with one stone or three birds with one stone, learn what it takes to be a founder, find CTO, and then learn how to build a billion dollar organization. So that's the mission I find myself on today. You put it about as well as it could be said. Any final thoughts or anything that you want to cover or say? Open floor. Where we are right now in my process is, again, in that ideation stage. So we're actually, I don't have a startup right now, but we're looking at uncovering problems. And so if you're listening to this podcast, I definitely want to connect with you. So as you listen to this podcast and say, hey, this guy sounds pretty cool. I'd love to have a conversation with this guy. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can reach out to me via LinkedIn, the Latham, that's M-A-N-S-A, Latham, L-A-T-H-A-M, or feel free to shoot me an email. You can reach me at hello at amenti.hr. That's hello at A-M-E-N-T-I period H-R. Looking forward to continuing the conversation with all of you. Thank you very much, Monsa. And we'll put that information in our newsletter too. So you can just link to that at omapod.com. That's omapod. Monsa, honor to have you. Thank you so much again for stopping by the presentation. I was really glad you could make it and appreciated all your feedback and support. It's my blessing. Thanks so much for the time. 